Asia podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. That's what we are. I'm Eric Michaels. And I'm Nick Gunning. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> well, we got a little NPR there for a minute. Yeah, we? yeah. The time is 11.28 a.m. Please join us for 15 minutes of utter silence. Thank you. That was refreshing. <laughs> anyway, so what are we going to talk about today, Eric? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I think anything we going on? We're gonna we're gonna talk about westerns. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about westerns. So buckle up, yeehaw, buckaroo. We're gonna talk about our favorite westerns. We're gonna talk about the world's favorite westerns. We're gonna talk about book news. We're gonna talk about upcoming releases. A lot of exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about westerns, so it's yeah. not super exciting. Uh, hold your horses. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. Boy, it's sunny. It's nice. I'm liking the weather. Oh yeah. Anyway, I thought you were calling me Sunny. No, like a Sunny cool, to share. Hey, so. <laughs> that makes you share, though. I guess so. You, yeah. You've got the voice for it. I think height-wise, you'd have to be share because I'm taller. Yeah, and because I like to grow my hair out longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I can't reach those low octaves. Uh, that's true. Do you believe in love? <laughs> life after love. It's life I, after love. I can never remember if it's life after love or love after life. Well, that that would be like a ghost story. Well, because Sunny died. <laughs> Oh, so okay. I thought she was singing right. about missing Sonny. Oh, that's so, so she's sad. Like, yeah, that is so sad. When did he die? Oh, a long time ago. Sonny? It's been a long time ago now. I'm not sure. Do I do love Sonny and Cher. And we have a best of Sonny and Cher in our CD collection right yeah. now. So check and it out. And a best of Cher. Do we? Right? Yeah, we do. Oh, that's right. It was one of our most popular CDs last yeah. time I ran that report. Do we have a best of Sonny? I don't think so. No. <laughs> is Sonny, there a best of Sonny? Sonny had one solo album that he put out called Interviews. It's very trippy, but I like it. I have it on vinyl. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's get into our bookmarks, huh? Bookmark! What have we been reading? What have we been reading? Well, you start, Nick. You want me to start? Okay. Do I? Well, here are some things that I finished oh, since we last recorded. Uh, a couple of graphics. Green Arrow, number three, New 52. And I'm done. This is the third uh, graphic novel in the Green Arrow series, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. I like the stuff we have in our collection. We have Quiver. We have Sounds of Violence. Uh, we have the one by Brad Meltzer, who's pretty famous. Anyway, I like those, but I don't like these new 52 ones. I also read Wonder Woman Earth One, which is a new take on the Wonder Woman origin by Grant Morrison. Yeah. So we have that coming in our collection. And we and love Grant Morrison here. Uh, Grant Morrison's great. <laughs> He's great. Uh, standard <laughs> books. I read The Boxcar Children. Yeah. Uh, Gertrude Chandler Warner. And when he says that, he's, he means he read Boxcar Children book one. Book one. Of yeah. 276. I don't think it's that many. It's in the hundreds. I, well, have you, have you, you have read them. Read yeah, I read the first, like, 12 or 13. I, honestly, so. I don't know how I missed The Boxcar Children, but I never read a single one yeah. until this weekend. Yeah. So, I've seen the movie. The first one is so different than the rest of it. Yeah, that's, see, that was what was confusing Starting to me. book two and on is just mysteries. Mysteries, yeah. yeah. And that's, I was really puzzled when I read it. I was like, well, they're, like, living in a boxcar. They're obviously going to, like, find a dead hobo and have to, like, nope. solve the mystery, but no. No, it's just their life. Yeah. Living in a boxcar. Just making stuff. Yeah. Milk. So, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. It was very, like, I liked uh, it. They don't make milk, but they, they, don't they make, make ways to store it. They, yeah. And yeah. cool it. Yeah, they cool it in, under the waterfall. Yeah. And they, I would, I mean, if I found a boxcar when I was a kid, I would do that exact thing. So. You move out and live in a boxcar? Yeah, I would live in a boxcar. All right. Yeah, so it's good that you didn't find a boxcar? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> who knows where I'd be now. Yeah. Probably anyway. still in that boxcar, 35 years old in a boxcar. So we do, in our, in our J paperback 32. section, our juvenile paperback series section, we have probably 100 boxcar children books. So if you, like me, have never read them before, check them out. If you're a child, definitely check them out. If you're a curious adult, give it a whirl. Yeah. Why not? What if you're I- a curious George, 
you, you can't read. Yeah, you'd have to check in the easy picture book room. Yeah. So. But there's plenty of stuff there for you too, George. I'm not a huge Curious George fan. Really? Yeah, have you read many of the books? Yeah, I have a heart. Oh, okay. So. All right. I don't know. I guess I prefer other things. Little Critter. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I remember being really concerned about him eating that puzzle piece. I was, Curious George. I was worried if I ate a puzzle piece, would I also have to take that medicine and <laughs> Did stuff? Did you eat a puzzle piece? I, to find out the answer? Sometimes I swallowed coins. Did you really? Yeah, when I was a kid. That's... I don't remember... It was either a nickel or a quarter, but oh it was gosh. a silver one, and it wasn't a dime. Wow. I think I swallowed some pennies Jeez. as a kid. So That's crazy. It actually it explains a lot. But yeah, it explains crazy. why my heart only beats uh, five cents on the minute. <laughs> so. You should swallow some bills. That's a lot easier. Yeah, that would have been great. I'd be, anyway. I'd be so rich. Uh, so uh, what I'm currently reading, yeah. I've been sort of going back. I have these two huge books that I'm currently reading, and I need to just commit to one and finish it because I've been bouncing back and forth between um, a Western, Hard Country by Michael McGarity, and Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates. And I love Blonde. I really love it. Okay. Hard Country I'm enjoying, but I wish it was shorter. Yeah. And Blonde... I just want to, it's Blonde is the kind of book where I want to like sit down and just read for hours. Okay. You, know, you ever get one of those kind of books? Yeah. It's hard to like read a couple chapters and stop or read a couple chapters and stop, but I'm enjoying that. I'm also reading the first of Alexander McCall Smith's number one ladies detective agency for our Page Turner's book club. Okay. Well, you read three books. I know. Well, yeah, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm you listening. Need to just... I know. I'm listening to the audio book of um, number one ladies detective agency. So that's sort of on the back burner. Hey, man. I, I'm going to finish up Hard Country because our book club is Wednesday the 20th. Three o'clock, Wednesday the twentieth. Uh-huh. Join us for contemporary classics. I want you to know that you're my number one lady. Huh. I, I thank you. That's not true. My yeah. wife is my number one. Yeah, lady. I thought. I thought you're number three. That's rude. Four. That's rude. I don't know where you would I be on the number one. I don't know whether to be insulted or flattered. I'm a little confused about what we're going for here. Well, I guess my mom would have to be number two, right? So I guess my wife is number one. Yeah, you're number two. No, my mom's number two. Okay, you're number three. What, I if, guess. what if I'm just like you? You're like guy friend could I be that well I mean it's more accurate to say you're my number three lady okay. friend I don't like I don't like what this is heading okay. That's, I'm, closing, I'm closing the book on my bookmark what do you got going on buddy uh, so I told you I was reading Death Note yeah it's a manga, manga? series sure. it's an older manga series came out, the one I read was number three mm-hmm. and that came out in uh, 2004 is this, you know, do we have this one in the collection we have all of Death Note oh, wow. in the collection okay. yeah. it's a 12 volume series um yeah, I ended up finding, like, <laughs> I, I went to a store. It's called Bull Moose. I've, I've talked about it before yeah. on the podcast. They're not our sponsor. We don't yeah, they're not our sponsor, sponsor, but I will sponsor them forever. Yeah. There's a few things I would also sponsor for free. Should we go over them? No, I don't think so. Over Clocked Remix? Uh, no, it's all right. Uh, writing Excuses? Stop. Okay. So, anyways, I found volumes 1 through 11, and they were all, like, $2 each oh, at wow. Bull Moose. So, I bought them for the library, but then I had to buy volume 12. Online. At full retail price? No, it was also used. It was oh, just cool. at a different okay. Bull Moose store, right. and I bought it off their website. I see. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm reading that. The series is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't get why it's like, wow, this, the series is great. Okay. Um, it's Manga is weird for me, because I'll read volume one mm-hmm. of a manga series and love it and give it like five stars, four stars, and then as I keep reading... The stars slowly become like a three star. Well, I think that's that's sort of standard in series because yeah. the volume one or, or book one, whatever it is, I mean that's going to set up a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know. So once you once you have the plot, then it's sort of it's hard to keep that going. I yeah. think. So so and then I finished uh, Mouse. Oh okay. So I read Mouse one uh, a while ago. I can't remember what the first one is called, um, but 
I read it a bit ago, and I read Mouse 2, and Here My Troubles Began okay. by Art uh, Spiegelman. And it's, uh-huh. uh, again, this is uh, a graphic novel, but it's uh, the Holocaust story of his father. And he interviewed his father and everything, and audio recordings and all this. And then he illustrated it in graphic novel form with oh, uh, okay. uh, Jews being represented as mice, mm-hmm. uh, Germans are cats, okay. uh, and, you know, different... Uh, Countries are represented by different animals. Okay. Uh, Americans are dogs, so you get like floppier dogs in military suits. But anyway, it's it's interesting because uh, even his his father says in the first graphic novel because he it, it cuts from the actual Holocaust to mm-hmm. modern day where he's talking to his father and everything. And he's having problems with his dad, um, but he's showing his dad his graphic novel, and the dad really likes it because he sees it as a way for uh, people who normally wouldn't go out and find this information they they would so because hmm. like i mean you know you, you probably get more teens or uh oh yeah graphic novel fans who will read it yeah and then they'll learn the story so yeah. I, I i really liked it i thought it was a no i do it have you read both or just yeah oh you read yeah them. okay uh and do we have them both we have two okay so we need to get number one okay. but they are really good i i would suggest Anybody should read Mouse. Okay. Uh, I, I and I suggested to graphic novel fans who uh, who wouldn't normally read like Holocaust or nonfiction material to okay. read it, and I would suggest people who wouldn't read graphic novels to read it. Okay. Because it does a really good job of that. And right now I'm reading Blue Screen by Dan Wells. I okay. talked about that last week. Yeah. I'm also reading X Men '92 uh. by Chad Bowers. This is a graphic novel <laughs> comic. Uh, Focusing on the X-Men yeah. of 1992's animated series. Yeah. So if you grew up reading, uh, watching the X-Men cartoon, this is them now. And it's a funny, I mean, it's a funny trend because we have what, Batman 63 is the You get same Batman thing. 63, you get X-Men 92. Uh, I feel like there's more. The Green Hornet comic you like. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah so I mean, it's it is. It's an odd trend to like take an old TV show and continue that. Yeah. But I mean, it, tonally, it's it's like the same. Just I can hear exactly. all the voices. Like you can hear Xavier going, ah. <laughs> Just if Wolverine says, "I go where I want to go," yeah, you need to stop everything and yeah. call me. Why don't you get out of here, Furface? Yes, <laughs> I love it. Any, yeah. Are there any other like superhero like movies or show year continuity things that you'd like to see graphic novelized? Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman seventy eight. Linda Carter continue the Linda Carter yeah. adventures. Wow, I, I thought... mean, obviously, I would read a Lois and Clark continuation in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, it's confusing because there is a new Superman series called Lois and Clark that has nothing to do with but the series. Yeah, so so you you'd read Lois and Clark's yeah. of the well, Lois yeah, and Clark ninety four. Yeah, I guess that's what <laughs> I you would call it. What about uh, Batman eighty nine? I don't think so. You wouldn't keep reading Batman. 89? You love I'd Batman. Probably, I'd probably pick it up. Okay. Well, I guess you haven't read Batman 66 yet, have you? I haven't, no. That's crazy. I know. I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of a... I mean, you got X-Men Night 2. I can't think of, like, a one Yeah. for me. Yeah, that's... I mean, we probably hit the victims. So, maybe uh, Hulk. Yeah. Hulk 2003. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would Eric continues. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Eric Banner continues. That would be what yeah. it was called. And Eric Banner would just take a photograph of himself giving the thumbs up. Yeah. I, I, my name is Eric Banner, and I approve this. Company. Well, he's Australian. Oh, so my name's Eric Banner. Yeah, I approve this. Oh, that was terrible. I'm sorry. That's All right, fine. let's move on to book news. Book news. We, we need, need a name, folks. We need a name for our book news segment. 
35 episodes in. Yeah, be... I know. It just occurred to me that we just say book news, but it needs a, it needs a catchy little name and a little theme song. How about uh, send book news? No, that's boring. Send your suggestions for our, the title of our book news segments mm-hmm. to at all the book show on Twitter. David A. Howe Public Library on Facebook. Wellsville at STLS. I'm somebody who once uh, once they've done something 35 times, yeah. I'm not doing it in a different way. Yeah. So this is called book news. Okay. Unless we get a really cool name. Yeah, like, then we'll change it. What's happening in the world of books, governor? I thought I was going to do like a kind of street easy yeah. kind of guy, no, and then he turned into Cockney. It didn't work at all. Yeah, no. he switched characters midway. All right, so now <laughs> we've got some uh, long down the road advance notices, and we got some up and coming books coming out this week. You want me to start? Mm, yeah. Okay. I like how you had to think about it. It shows me that you're invested and that you care. Yeah. All right, so coming out in standard print. I'm coming out. Yeah. I want the world to know. So, let it July nineteenth. <laughs> do you not know the rest? I, I do. I just <laughs> okay. I'm, doing, I'm doing a thing now. So. All right. Uh, Irish Johansson fans, look out for July nineteenth because we have the next Eve Duncan book coming out. So Eve Duncan, uh, she's a French. She's oh, what does she do? She's like a forensic. I can't think of the word. She sculpts. She finds bones like faces, and she sculpts what the face would look like. She's I can't a think forensic what that's scientist. But anyway, she does, she does that. But it's also the series has like vague supernatural undertones to it. Ooh. So it's a it's an interesting one. Twenty one books in. This one's called Night and Day. Now, I've read. I only read one. I read one called Taking Eve, and it was fine. It was the first part of a little like internal trilogy, and I never read the rest of it. Hmm. But I did enjoy it. I picked it up when uh, my wife was in labor and we were stuck at the hospital. Yeah. And there wasn't much of a book selection, so you got to be up. in the hospital. Yeah, having a baby. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, Eve Duncan, number twenty-one, Night and Day by Iris Johansson, coming out July nineteenth. Do you like All About Eve with the Betty movie? Davis? I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, it's a classic. I know. The voice of Shere Khan is in it. Really? From it's, the uh, oh George Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. George he's Sanders. well. He's very famous. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's also in the Sunny and Chair movie Good Times. Going oh, back to our Sunny and Chair conversation. I should have uh, brought it up at book news. Yeah, I'll should. wait till I bring up what I got. All right. Uh, next, July 12th, we have from a soon-to-be good friend of ours, Alexander McCall Smith, yeah. has a series coming out, uh, not a series, but a collection, called Chance Development Stories, Short Stories. <laughs> it's kind of a funny title. So this is a series of stories and short stories Yeah, called Chance Developments, coming out from Alexander McCall Smith, uh, July 12th. So this, you want to pick this one up, read it, and then you'll have something to talk about with him. When he comes to visit the David A. Howe Public Library on October 20th of 2016. Yeah. So Alexander McCall Smith coming out July 12th, Chance Developments. Next, we have Daniel Silva. Are you familiar with Daniel Silva? Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, wait. Say. I think I've seen his name. Yeah, he's, he's pretty big. I've actually never read one of these. But this is his Gabriel Allen series, book 16, Ooh. coming out July 12th, called The Black Widow. Not the comic book character. Right. The Black Widow. Why, so, would, you, why would you say that to me specifically? I just wanted you to know. Because I figured that's where your mind was going. It was exactly where it So, went. Gabriel Allen, number 16. So, Gabriel Allen, these, these are sort of like espionage-tinged books. Uh, Gabriel Allen is an art restorer, assassin, and spy. Ooh. So, I mean, he checks three boxes. That's great. Yeah. So. All those boxes are checked. That's right. Daniel Silva fans, July 12th, you could get uh, your hands on book 16, The Black Widow. Large print. So, these are large print books coming to the library in July. Now, I've gone through and selected some that will be relevant to our topic today. So okay. You're welcome, Eric. We have, coming out from William Johnstone, 
who really, these books are written by J.A. Johnstone, because William Johnstone passed away in the 80s, oh. I think, but uh, books still come out on And who is uh, the current writer then? J.A. Johnstone, I believe, is his daughter, but I've looked into this before, and I never really found a, a successful answer. <laughs> I think they're trying to sort of keep it under wraps, so sorry, Johnstone families, but um, this is the beginning of a new series. So this is Will Tanner, U.S. Deputy Marshal. So it actually sounds kind of good to me. I've only read one. Uh, it's by J.A. Johnstone, but I read the first and heard the Loner series. Okay. And it was really good. I liked it. It wasn't, I mean, I I picked up the second book, The Devil's Badlands. Yes. But I never really got into it, so I, I kind of got away from it. I don't know why series. I got so excited about that, because I was trying to remember. William Johnstone has a lot of series. Uh, the one I think was probably the, the biggest was The Last Gunfighter, which continues now under the J.A. Johnstone uh uh, authorship, but this is the beginning of a new series. Will Tanner, U.S. Deputy Marshal. You can expect this in the library in July. Uh, another Western we have coming deputy out. Deputy Marshal, uh, U.S. Deputy Marshal. Yeah. What is a deputy marshal? He's uh, the deputy of the marshal. Huh. Yeah. Why are we following him and not the marshal? Well, I think the deputies are the ones going out there doing stuff. Marshal's yeah. probably got a lot of paperwork, whatnot. Uh, R.W. Stone. See, I mean, if you have a name like R.W. Stone, you got to write westerns. What are you going to yeah. do? It's like if your, your name is Jeeves, how are you not going to be a butler? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, what else? There you go. Good That's point. It. So this is coming out July. Badman's Pass. Badman's Bad Pass? Badman's Pass. Because I heard Batman's not Pass. Not Batman. Badman's Pass. R.W. You know Stone. That- so this is about Badger Kershaw. Badger Kershaw is the name. Bounty Hunter. Okay. Are, are you in? Maybe. R.W. Stone's Badger's Pass. No, Badman's Pass. Badman's Pass about. Did Bad- you say Badger's Pass? I did. Don't go down Badger's Pass, know, man. But it's Badger Kershaw Bounty Hunter. And that's what I got. So you expect those in July. You're up, sport. What do you got for this okay. week? Uh, so these are the books that are coming out April 19th. So. Exciting times. April April 19th, by the way, is the date of the New York presidential primary. So if you're registered, remember to vote. I am. I can't tell you. I don't know. Am I? I don't know. I have a license to drive. No, that doesn't. You still have to register to vote. I have a license. And because it's a primary, you have to be registered in a party to vote. Oh, I can't do that then. Okay. Sorry. Ooh. Just shared a little bit of personal information. Yeah, you did. Wow. What is Eric registered as? I trust we will fix this in editing. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't need it anymore. All right, I'm excited. What's coming out? April 19th. Yeah. Um, what would we call this? This is, I mean, this is still part of the same segment. Oh, so, okay. So we want to give this, like, yeah. these books are coming out. Yeah. They want the world to know. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta let it. That's called a callback. Sure you don't is. have to give that a name. No, you don't. All right, the Matthews Men. Seven Brothers in the War Against Hitler's U-Boats. Okay. By William Jirox. Okay. Jiro? Might be Jero. It's one of those uh, G E R O U X. Yeah, probably Jero. Yeah, William Jero. Jero. Not a bad name. No, it's nice. Uh, Lies Incorporated: The World of Post-Truth Politics by Ari Rabin Havat. Uh, I feel like I would have read this book in college. This sounds okay. like a college book, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like the world in post-truth politics and your parents. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a professor. All right. Um, what else we got? And the other nonfiction book, The Elements of Pizza, Unlocking the Secrets to Ooh. World-Class Pies Ooh. at Home, Ooh. 
by Ken Forkish. You're you're an old school pizza man. Yeah, you got you got to get this. Not old school like I grew up in Italy. No, but yeah, you're a pizza maker. I used to yeah, day. I used to make pizzas. Yeah, and you've never made me a pizza all the time. I've That's not true. You no, you never have. I've never made you a pizza. Never. I've made my wife pizza. <laughs> well, I'm not. I've made other people pizza. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I think you should set a date right now. Uh, Live on all the books when, when you're yeah, going to you, hand me you over. You can buy pizza dough pizza. and just make a pizza. Boy, you're really taking the magic out of this. Sorry, man. I'll make a pizza. I want you to make it using the book Pizza Elements. One Valentine's Day, I made my wife a pizza and made it heart-shaped. That makes sense. Yeah. Because of Valentine's Day. Yeah. So Did that's shape- the skill I have. Yeah. I can make a heart-shaped pizza. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I'm in the presence of a master. What were you asking about? That was it. Just pizza. Okay. What, what, right. What's next? Uh, Approval Junkie, Adventures in Caring Too Much by Faith Sally. Mm. Uh, I don't know who she is. Uh, she says she's done it all in the name of validation. So it sounds like she's a comedian. Okay. But I've never heard of her. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I should get this book, though. Maybe. Are you Approval Junkie? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay, Nick, I approve. Oh, wow, that means the world to me. Yep. Just kidding. All right. Uh, let's get these graphic novels out of the way. Okay. We got a what? manga coming out, uh, Tokyo Ghoul Volume Six. Oh my gosh! This is the world's most popular manga Seriously. at the moment. Uh, I mean, we we have what? We have all five. We have all five. I swear that I've never seen them in this building. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. The second um, thing. Yeah. Boy, people will be excited. I remember when five came out because a million people came up to the the desk and they were like, "Yeah, five yet? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's out. I know. It's out. Um, yeah. Volume. I ordered it. It's already on its way. Um. Yeah, you go to the New York Times bestseller for manga, uh-huh. it's all five of the volumes are on there okay. with One Punch Man. So that's what it looks like right now. Here's a uh, Star Wars Vader Down. I, I've, oh. heard, uh, I've heard some stuff about this one. Have you heard anything about Vader Down? I don't think so. It's a Star Wars comic. So it's got uh, some volumes. It's got some issues from a standalone Star Wars Vader Down. Then it's got some issues from the series Star Wars and the series Darth Vader. Okay. Basically, Darth Vader's uh, ship is sent crashing down onto a nearby planet, and the rebels uh, need to decide if they're going to seize the opportunity to take out uh-huh. uh, Vader, or if Vader's going to take them out. Okay. So, and considering that Darth Vader lives... Until Return of the right, Jedi. We know that. We know that. But it says it's got everybody. You got these two series. I've heard good things about this. I huh. think we need to get it. Okay. But also, we need. I need to read Darth Vader Volume Two. Yeah. Before that. So we just got. Uh, we just got the Chewbacca Volume One, of Star Wars graphics. Good. Yeah. You know. I'm sure well, I've had a lot by himself. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure he has people with him. No, I guess I'm not really. It's just like <laughs> it's just pages of. Yeah. Give Chewbacca a standalone. No. What does that mean? That wasn't me. Uh, all right, now on to fiction. Uh, Maestra by Ellis Hilton. Okay. Ugh. With the cunning of Gone Girls. Oh boy. And Here we go. as dangerous as the girl with the dragon tattoo. What about the girl on the train? Uh, the femme fatale of this talented Mr. Ripley-esque psychology thriller. Oh my gosh. When... <laughs> Did they like, just pull a Mr. Ripley? Yeah, the talented Mr. Ripley wow, is going to call that. That is a deep cut. Yeah. So, maybe this is the next girl on the train. Maybe. I'm not going to get more I'm pulling this. for you, buddy. I can't. I, I can't. Anytime now I see that, like, this is the next... I'm like, well, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Because... <laughs> that. 
I don't think like nobody said Girl on the Train is the next Gone Girl. Uh-huh. It just like that was a huge hit on its yeah. own. Yeah. I I feel like anyway. Uh, eligible, a modern retelling of Bride. Oh, Pride and Prejudice. I said uh-huh. Bride and Prejudice because we just showed the film here. Right. Yeah, but we, did. we got a uh, a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice. I feel like I've seen one of these. Oh, there's a uh, YA book, and I can't remember the title of it coming out. That's a same thing. Okay. So, anyway. Alexander McCall Smith has a take on Emma. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, one I've seen, but mm-hmm. I haven't. I once made a deal with a friend that I was going to read Pride and Prejudice, and then I read Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. And <laughs> it kind of took me off of both Pride, and Prejudice, and Zombies. I bet it did, yeah. So, Till Death Do Us Part by Amanda Quick. The Quick and the Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, we just watched an episode of Arrow last night with the character Cupid, and she made a lot of wedding puns like yeah. this. Till death do us part. And uh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I can remember. Uh, Warhawk, a Tucker Wayne novel by James Rollins. <laughs> okay. He's Rollins in the Deep. That's a song, Rollins okay. in the Deep by Adele. Right. You're giving me nothing. I'm giving to you I, no, everything. Roll, roll in the and deep. like Sparta, you're giving me nothing. Rolling in the deep. Okay. Right, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Do you ever read <laughs> James Rollins? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Ever? No. Uh, yeah. Does he, he doesn't write any westerns or anything? James Rollins. No, no. <laughs> you got very grandfatherly there. Like, no, no. No, no James Rollins. He just, yeah. you know, he writes in that was you, Sundowning. I understand. Uh, the Last Mile. Yeah. It's an Amos Decker series by David Baldacci. Okay. Also somebody you've never read. Which no. is crazy. No, I picked it up a few times, but I know I never... You picked David Baldacci? I like, different books? It. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up, like, First Family and uh, another one. I find it... I don't know. I just... I don't like his style. It feels like purple prose to me. Purple prose? Yeah. Explain. I I don't know, like, just, I, I found it overly, like, I don't know, flowery, I guess. Like, it's it's too, it's like, it feels descriptive for the sake of being descriptive. Oh, man. Like, is that what purple prose is called? Is yeah. that what it's about? Yeah. I've never heard that phrase before. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. In a literary criticism, purple prose is prose text that is so extravagant, ornate, or flowery as to break the flow and draw excessive attention to itself. Yeah, that's what it feels like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's characterized by the extensive use of adjectives, adverbs, zombie nouns, and metaphors. What the heck is a zombie noun? I don't noun? know what a zombie noun is, no. That's crazy. Um, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. Okay. The cake was as delectable, and it's... I can't... Wow, look at you now. just trying right off the cuff. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. <laughs> uh, zombie nouns. You take an adjective or verb, or even another noun, and add a s- suffix, like itty, uh-huh. uh, shin, or ism. You've created a new... Implicitly, uh, calibration, chronism. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Man. So that, I just thought it was a noun that came back from the dead. It was terrorizing yeah. other no, nouns. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, and last one, The Dark Lady's Mask, a novel of Shakespeare's muse. Do you think this could be the next God Girl? I think it could be. You it says Shakespeare in love means Shakespeare's sister. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know so. what that is. The, uh, the author, Mary uh, Sharrett, she has this kind of like... She's got her, She's arching back a little bit. She's got her arms crossed. She's smiling like, hey, y'all. Yeah. Welcome to Shakespeare's Muse. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Man, that book news segment would have been off the cuff if, or I mean off the hook, if you had uh, been involved in any way. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. That's super rude. Yeah. I don't need a co-host. I just need a recording that goes, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. 
Well, thank thank you for airing this mid episode. Yeah, I think yeah. Me and the fans of all the books. Well, yeah, thank you. For this, that. this is real. We don't hide anything. This no. is how the sausage gets it's made. It is out. So there. If, yeah. if if you can't handle it, listeners, you can't handle life. Nick uh, and I, we don't have a perfect friendship. No. There's lots of problems. No. I'm constantly. It's close to perfect. Can well, I say yeah, that? Yeah. Give me, give me a fist bump. Boom. We did I it. hope they heard that. Maybe. All right. All right. Let me explain to you why I was momentarily distracted. Because I read this article uh, about them adapting a little known uh, Jane Austen book into a new movie. And I thought it was, it was. The article was really interesting. I've never heard of this book before. It's coming out next month, so I thought I'd just uh, mention it. The book is uh, Love and Friendship, written and directed by Whit Stillman. So Love and Friendship is based on a short Jane Austen novel called Lady Susan, which was written in her early days, but not really published uh, until 1871, so much, much later, <laughs> after, after she'd already died. Okay. So this is not one... I mean, you hear Jane Austen, you know, there's like a million movies of every one of her books, but yeah, uh, Lady Susan does not get much love and now they're they're shining the light on it. They're going to make this movie. So it stars Kate Beckinsale oh. and Chloe Sevigny. Maybe that's not how you say it. The wide release is May 13th, 2016. So Jane Austen fans, look for a new entry yeah. in the old canon because we're getting a new movie. Um, two things. Yeah. One, I wasn't paying attention because okay. I was reading a text. Okay. Uh, how's that feel? Uh, I guess that's three things. Uh-huh. That's the second question is how's that feel? I guess... Uh, my answer would be, I thought we'd move past this. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. I'm going to carry this right. to my grave. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Uh, I'm just hurt emotionally. Okay. Like my feelings are hurt. Okay. Well, you get over it. I'll buy you a cookie. This. How's that <gasps> For sound? real? Yeah, I will. Shut up. I'll do it. All right. Okay. And there you go, listeners. That's how relationships deal with problems. That's right. They talk about it, and they solve it together. Yeah. So, what kind of cookie? Uh, whatever you want. Oatmeal? I would suggest the Creative Arts Center has these... Uh, Oatmeal, white chocolate chip, cranberry cookies. They're so good. Wow. They're so okay. Good. Um, th- third thing, yeah. have you ever seen Austin Land? No. Starring uh, oh, Felicity. Oh, yeah, Carrie Russell. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen it, but for some reason, I wanted to. I've seen Austin Powers starring yeah. Mike. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Austin Land is about her going to where Jane Austen wrote or okay. wrote about okay I don't know like I said I haven't seen it okay now, does, she, does she play both Jane Austen and Dr. Evil or is it just no she no she, I think I'm she, confusing the two I yeah, okay, Carrie, I'm yeah. yeah I'm confusing the two whatever happened to Carrie Russell she's like, still around she was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes she's in um, she's in that FX show The Americans oh about is she about two like sleeper agent spies oh yeah yeah, yeah she's going right. strong she seems cool she, does she seem seems cool. like she seems like someone you could hang out with she was a good Wonder Woman in that animated Wonder Woman movie Oh, yeah, she's great. She Her and Nathan Fillion are yeah. great. Then they did that movie together, Waitress. Also Nathan Fillion and Carrie Russell. Yeah, my wife loves that film. Does she? Yeah. Okay. That's the sound of a truck. Yeah. Look, yeah. normally we keep the windows closed and do a quiet set, but it's so nice it's out. It's stuffy. Yeah, maybe, sure. the, maybe in the future we'll keep the windows shut. No, no, no. They, they love it. They're here at industry at work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, so our segment for today. New York Times bestsellers list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you forgot all about I'll it. Get, our segment today is Western. Keep in mind. Yeah, okay. Number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers. Oh, you know what I was about to do? I was about to do the combined print and ebook fiction. I see. And that caused some ebook friction last week. Yeah, it sure did. How'd you like that? I liked it. I replaced fiction with friction. Yeah. That's like a zombie noun. Yeah, it was. Because I brought a noun back to life. We are elevating the crap out of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now this is uh, the New York Times bestsellers list, uh, hardcover fiction. So let's see what's at number 10. Okay. 
the summer before the war. Oh, yeah. Alan Simpson. Yeah. Or Simonson. This yeah. is what you you said you were thinking yeah, about this. Really interesting to me. And Should I, I buy it for you for your birthday? Sure. I was on the desk and somebody was in asking about it. So oh, really? Getting, yeah, it's getting some buzz. Do we have our I copy mean, that's coming? One person asking is not the definition of buzz, but people, uh, us people talking have, about it is buzz. Talking about it, yes. Well, uh, it's been on this list for three weeks now. Okay. Number nine, all the light we cannot see. Anthony Dewar. Yeah, Anthony Dewar. That's been on this list for a hundred and one weeks. Do or die, Anthony. Good for you. Uh, number eight. It's, it's the Nightingale. The Nightingale by, by Kristen Hanna. It's been on this list for fifty-eight weeks. Oh boy. Look, I don't know what the Nightingale has done to you, who it hurt, uh, how it maybe harmed your family in I wish a way. I could tell you. I but wish that I could tell you. I think you, you need to make peace with the Nightingale. Family Jewels, number seven, Stuart Woods. <laughs> Stuart Woods. Uh, number six, Miller's Valley, Anna Quindell. Okay. Quindolin. Uh-huh. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? That seems like a show I you watched in the Quinn, 90s. Woman, seems yeah. like a... <laughs> you, uh, yeah. Marathon. Yeah. It was. Oh, man, when her husband came back, and then it was like, is she going to choose this guy who she thinks is her husband over Sully? Woo! Wait, yeah. is that real? That is real. Is that a thing? For, that is real. Did you real. just pull out Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, like, actual plot points? That's, yeah, that's a true thing that happened. And I was all like, no, choose Sully. You don't even, <laughs> maybe that's not your husband. He was scarred in an accident. Wow. So, yeah. Save it for the segment. Uh, Go on. For Dr. Quinn? Well, it's Western. It's... Yeah, it I is. guess it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any like fam- frontier medicine? Any like actors or actresses from that that went on to do things that we might know about today? Oh, I don't know. Do you think they Jane all disappeared? Seymour. Jane Seymour does. Oh yeah. K jewelry commercials mostly now, but <laughs> Jane Seymour's pretty big name. Okay. Uh, number five, The Fourteenth Colony by Steve Barry. Okay. And this is one of Nick's favorite authors. No, nope, never read. Uh, he has all of his books. Never read has read one. every single book don't, at least three no, times. No, you misrepresenting. So if you were going to send a gift uh, to Nick, uh, 14th Colony would be a great one. Yeah. And he'll take multiple copies because he does have multiple <laughs> oh, copies yeah. of similar books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Number four, Fool Me Once, Harlan Coben. Okay. Uh, number three, Fool Me Once, Harlan Coben. Wait a minute. Did you just fool me? Yeah. Shame on me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fooled you twice. It's a confusing gag because to fool you twice, I had to say fool me once. Yeah. So Absolutely. I thought about saying fool me twice. Yeah. But I wanted to see if I so could. So it is you. number four, just to clarify. Yeah, it's number four, Harley Okay, okay number three is The Nest by uh, Cynthia Sweeney. Yeah. Now, uh, I believe The Nest is a cuckoo bird nest. Okay. So, which means it's not really a cuckoo bird because okay. that's the bird that. Lays eggs in other birds' nests. Oh, really? Yeah, I wow. think so. A drifter. Well, <laughs> kind of. Okay. Like, lays the eggs and then leaves. Wow. And then the other bird takes care Cut of it. Cut and run. Uh, I might be getting this wrong with another bird, but I think it's the cuckoo bird. Okay. Uh, so, listeners, if you could let me know. Yeah. Hey, uh, this, this will be a good discussion. Number two, The Beast by J.R. Ward. This is book 14 oh, yes, of the Black Dagger yeah. Brotherhood. We, don't, we know. don't know where to put it in our system. Know. We got. We don't know. We don't because know. Because sci-fi is it romance? Is it standard? We, what do you? Do we mean? have any other books in this series? We do. Where are they? Well, they're a little mixed. Some. some yeah, we don't know if to put J.R. Ward in romance, regular fiction, or sci-fi. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. she's an enigma. This J.R. Ward. Also, the Beast almost tore mine and Nick's friendship apart. Did it? Last week. Oh, that was a few weeks ago. That was yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been up late thinking about it. Oh, man. Yeah. People who know you know that that's true. (laughs) 
Uh, What's number, number one? Drum roll. Number one. Mary Higgins Clark as time goes by. Oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to read that one. Secrets emerge when a television journalist searching for her birth mother covers the trial of a widow of a wealthy doctor. Oh. Interesting. Huh. All right. Yeah, and that's that. the New York Times bestsellers list. Okay. It's as I'm, happening I'm as any club. I'm planning to read that Mary Higgins Clark book. I probably should read All the Light We Cannot See, but uh, I'm never going to read The Nightingale. Hey, you know what wasn't on there? Girl on the Train. That's true. Well, that's because all the next girl on the train is made the list. Um, Hey, before we get into our segment, I meant to say this in book news. I saw The Jungle Book. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like book news. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was really good. So, I haven't read The Jungle Book. Okay. I've only seen the Disney animated Jungle Book. It's not really so much like a jungle book. Yeah, it's a bunch of short stories. It's a collection of like Mowgli and Jungle stories. I read, uh, I saw the first, you know, the animated Jungle Book. Oh, sure. I saw the live action one with. Jason Scott Lee? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Um, and I had thought, oh, was this like short stories that he didn't write? But then I read that like that live action one was just made up stuff. Yeah. All that adventures with Carrie Eels and everything. Yeah. But I really liked that kind of yeah. It was fun. Uh, and then the new one. So I'll say Bill Murray is really, really great as oh, Baloo. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's just great. Uh, Christopher Walken does a pretty good job as King Louie until King Louie has to sing. Oh, why would they do that? And then it takes no you one out. watch Peter Pan live, right? Don't let that man sing. Um, but everybody's good. Uh, ben Kingsley as Bagheera is perfect. Well, that's great casting. Yeah, Idris Elba as Shere Khan is is so good because he's so like cruel and okay. like scary. Every time he talks, he's like, "Stop! Stop talking! You're so scary." Um, and then uh, Lupita is I can't remember the wolf's name the oh, mother wolf mother, yeah, I don't um, Akila whoever voices him is also very good so okay. all the voices are good um, and I, the kid is actually considering that the kid was just in an empty studio right, interacting yeah. with not a single animal yeah. or set uh, <laughs> just like a tennis ball <laughs> yeah it's crazy because I know I, I've heard some people they said they got distracted because everything it, like the jungle, everything, not just the animals, are CGI and okay. like computerized. And they were distracted by that. Like, I had to remind myself at times that none of this was built. Wow. It, it looked so good. Wow, that's great. So, well, now I want to see it. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of gets a little bit slow uh, after the beginning, and then Baloo shows up, and we're back in. Everything's better. So, yeah, it was intense. Did you, did you like the old live action one? I don't think I saw it. You've never seen that one with Carrie Ewells? I don't think so. Sam Neill? I don't think I have. I I watched that as a kid. I'm pretty sure uh, watching that one and reading Calvin Hobbes is why the tiger is my favorite animal now. Because Shere Khan was really cool in that. Mm. None of them talked in that. Yeah. So it was like a realistic take. Okay. They're making a jungle... Okay. So Disney has already slated a sequel for The Jungle Book 2. And it ends with this, you know, being able to do a sequel. Okay. So you get... You got Jungle Book 2 coming out, and Warner Brothers is producing their own Jungle Book movie, which, okay, so it used to be called Jungle Book Origins, uh-huh. and now they've changed it. So now it's not, in order for you not to be confused about which Jungle Book this yeah. is, it's not The Jungle Book anymore. It's Jungle Book. Ah. They've taken the the out. Yeah, so that, that so, clarifies it. Yeah. Disney already did a sequel. Remember? They did a sequel to the cartoon. Yeah. With uh, John Goodman. Yeah, and they did a... Haley Joel did a, as Mowgli. They did a sequel to the live-action one, just called Mowgli's Story or something. Did they? Yeah. See, I think that's something different. Oh, okay. Confused. Well, still. There's a lot of... Jungle Book is a highly adapted yeah. book. Well, the WB one is 
Andy Serkis is directing oh, okay. it and starring as Baloo. Okay. You got Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Shere Khan. Uh, I can't remember. It's uh, weird how that, it seems like this happens quite often. Well, yeah. like we had the Snow White thing a while Yeah, back. Mirror, Mirror, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, same and, time. And yeah. All those Penguin movies back in the day. That's what my wife keeps saying that, but what are we talking about here with these? March of the Penguins, Happy Feet, and Surf's Up. All oh, you're right, like Surf's the Up. Same time. That's what it is. I, think, I feel like there was another one, but. Yeah. So I don't know what the next. I mean, this year it's uh, superheroes beating each other up. Yeah, superheroes fighting so each other. Batman yeah. v Superman and Marvel Civil War. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And Daredevil. Same thing. Oh, yeah, Daredevil versus, versus the Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Uh, that might be it this year, huh? Yeah. I mean, three is a pretty high number still. Yeah. Well, X Men. Uh, this year's X-Men movie is X-Men versus Apocalypse, and he's got his horsemen. So this will be the first time in a while that the X-Men have fought other mutants. Yeah. So. No, that's not true. A lot of good true. stuff coming out. A lot of good movies. First class. They fought. Anyway. All right. Segment time. Let's do it. Is the Jungle Book a Western? No. Because it's... Not set not in the a... Old West. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's like adventure. It's adventure fiction. Yeah. I love Tarzan. The first Tarzan book is great. Then it goes crazy. Oh, I you should be excited. Tarzan. They're making a Tarzan movie. Yeah, I heard that this too. year. All over the place. But today, we're going to talk westerns. Okay. So, I'm a big western fan. Although, when I was looking through the ones I've read, I haven't read nearly as many as I thought. I huh. read more than you. But, that is true. But not tons. Uh, don't be a jerk about it. So, we're going to talk <laughs> We're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about movies. Uh, we put this out to uh, our listeners, and we did get quite a few responses. So, let me, uh, let me, let me go through those first. So, on Facebook... We got uh, from Facebook user Cynthia says The Painter by Peter Heller. Never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Oh. So Cynthia recommends that. Uh, email, we got a response from Stephen saying Board Enchantry by Louis L'Amour was one of was the one that I remember liking the most. Okay. So I've read Board Enchantry. Board Enchantry was actually the first Western that I've should, ever read. Should we we should probably say why we're talking about Westerns. Yeah. Well, Westerns have been sort of big lately. We had Hateful Eight with Quentin Tarantino. Right. We had The Ridiculous Six with Adam Sandler, which we're not even going to talk about. And uh, Why'd you bring it up? Book Club, <laughs> is doing, uh, Book Club is doing a Western right now. Michael McGarrity, Hard okay. Country. There you go. Coming out. We're going to talk about that 3 o'clock on Wednesday, April 20th, 2016. So if you're listening before then, please join us. If you're mm-hmm. listening after, I hope you did join us. Okay. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. And I hope you told your friends. Yeah. So Western is in the air, but... Um, Anyway, back to Borden Chantry. Borden Chantry is a Louis L'Amour book. It's uh, Louis L'Amour's biggest running characters is the Sackett family. Uh, they have a whole a whole line of books that are sort of the Sackett series proper, and then there's all sorts of little crossovers here and there. That's the family that includes Bob Sackett. No, that's Bob Saget from Full House. You're thinking of. okay, so it's not him. No, you know what? But I was thinking Borden Bob Saget from Fuller House. Oh yeah, yeah, same same guy. But really? Still not from Louis L'Amour's The Sackets. Oh, well, who was in America's Funniest Videos? Also him. Uh, <laughs> Borden Chantry features a little bit of The Sackets sort of crossing over, but it's not part of the series. Okay. Uh, Borden Chantry is a good one to bring up because if you are not a huge Western fan, if you've never read a Louis L'Amour and you're curious, I think Borden Chantry is a really good starting point because Borden Chantry is a martial, and it's, it's kind of, I mean, it is, it's a mystery. It's almost more... The mystery is almost a bigger part of it than the Western part of it. So if you're looking to dip your toe in the Western waters and you're a mystery fan, yeah. I would go with Borden Chantry. But also, a more. Uh, be careful snakes in those Western True. waters. It's one of my favorites, and uh, our, our listener Stephen also recommends it. So check that one out. Thanks, uh, Stephen. Facebook, we have uh, Janelle, says there's always the classic Zane Gray. 
So Zane Grey is one of those names, uh, like Louis L'Amour, that I think when you say Western, people jump right to. And there's others. Larry McMurtry is probably one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Brand is probably another. But Zane Wait, Grey. what's his name? Max Brand. That's a cool name. Yeah. I tried to read a Zane Grey, and I just hated it so much. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. What, which one did you try to read? I was trying to remember that, and I, I don't remember. <laughs> I picked it up at a book sale one time. And you didn't finish it? I didn't finish it. No, I just... What was, it, what was about it that you didn't like? I just thought it was clunky, clumsy, formulaic. Wowzer. You know, wasn't for me. But I don't know if that, was, that could have been a bad one. I'm not damning all Zane Greys on that book, but yeah. uh, I, I had to pick up another Damn one. Damn Zane Grey! So, uh, I think we had another mention of Zane Grey, though. Let me... Yes. Uh, Facebook user Catherine says, Zane Grey novels are very Western and different from anything I'd read before. So we got a Zane Grey, a couple of Zane Grey fans out there. And we have a huge selection of Zane Grey in our collection. Yeah. Uh, just keep up on this. Okay. We also, from Facebook, have... Michael. Michael, yes, I was just going to say that. He says, I read Shane by Jack Schaefer in middle school and did not enjoy it. Does that help? Michael, uh, I watched Shane... Uh, about a year ago. Jimmy Stewart? Two years ago. No. No, not Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Don't ask me who it is. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I watched Shane, the movie, two years ago for the first time. I also did not really enjoy you didn't it. You like Shane. Okay. It, there were times when I was like, oh, that's a very good shot. Mm. But there's a kid in it. And that's the story, like Shane interacting with this kid. Okay. And the child actor was so annoying really? in this movie. It was just, it was just bad. Um, so I could see why people like Shane. You can but it's one of those movies that, you know, it's harder to like older films, especially when we're going to talk about westerns, yeah. because a lot of them are, you know, have that old movie pacing. But I feel like good ones hold up. Yeah. Uh, and I think Shane just has too much of a, a barrier in the way okay. for me. That kid. Oof. <laughs> well, so, Michael, to answer your question, yes, that was helpful. Yeah. Because it stimulated a discussion. We showed Shane here at the library a year or yeah. so ago. Well, it's a classic. People it is, love yeah. it. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not here trying to bash the movie. It just had, yeah, too much of it had aged for me. And that freaking kid, I just kept waiting for him to like fall in a well. <laughs> Maybe like a stampede. Jeez. Uh, okay, so I've got another, I've got another comment here on Facebook, but I'm going to hold that off for a minute. Uh, tell me one, I know you read a couple recently that you enjoyed. Let, let me have it. Um, all right, I'll say the one I that you haven't read. I read Doc by Mary. Well, come on, Goodreads by Mary Russell. Okay, she has a middle name, but I can't read this tiny print. Mary Doria. Oh, I wish I didn't have to pronounce that middle name. <laughs> Russell. Uh, it's about uh, Doctor John Henry Holiday. Okay, and um, this is before Tombstone and all that stuff. So this is about his life uh, growing up and. Um, why he had to move out west and his life out west and how it took his toll on him and everything. So it was really good. It's, it's a big book. Uh, it's not like a short novel, but this was one that I just kept reading. Because it's one of those things where the chapters are separated in paragraphs. Okay. So every now and then are like in segments. And you yeah. know what that's like. Like, yeah. oh, I just finished the segment. i got to read this next yeah, segment yeah. to finish that the chapter. Yeah. But this chapter's only one segment long. I can yeah. finish that. And you just keep going. So... Uh, that was really good. Okay. So it's kind of a, like, it's not a lot of action. It's more just like, this is what life is like okay. back in the West okay. during this time. So during Rancher's, uh, not, uh, 
what do you call them? The the guys who like cattle drivers. Okay. Uh, like a, a town that's booming when the cattle drivers are there and uh-huh. then dead when they're not. Uh-huh. So. Huh. Now, I've, I've wanted to read. I've seen a couple of the, There's several miniseries based on the Lonesome Dove books. And I've seen a couple of the miniseries, but I've never read one of Larry McMurtry's. I've never read mm-hmm. Lonesome Dove. Okay. And I've never read any of his. Okay. He's still, he just had one in the last couple of years that came out. All right. So Larry McMurtry's another big name. I like Louis L'Amour. I mean, I've read, I don't know, I've read probably 10 or so. Okay. And some, I think they're, they're hit and miss for me. So I, I do feel like they're just kind of like, okay, yep, good guy, bad guy, driving across a plane, gunfight, and we're done. Uh, but some I've really enjoyed. The, the ones that I would that I would say stood out for me were Borden Chantry, as I mentioned. First one I read, that's the one that got me hooked. I also really enjoyed Silver Canyon and To Tame a Land. Those are um, just standalones, not really part of a series. Um, those I really enjoyed. So if, you, if you're looking for some Louis L'Amour, I would recommend Silver Canyon, To Tame a Land, Borden Chantry, and there are others, but uh, Man Called Noon's also decent. Man Called what? Noon. Noon? It's a good title, The Man Called Noon. Yeah. I like that title. Uh, but Silver Canyon, Borden Chantry to Tame a Land. I also, uh, for a book club last year, we read The Sun by Philip Meyer, and that was a multi-generational right. thing. The primary story is set in the Old West, and then we had all the way up through modern times. Okay. And particularly that Old West story in it, I enjoyed, but the whole thing, even the modern stuff, felt very Western. So uh, I would recommend that as well, Philip Meyer. Okay. What do you think, like, when you hear, do, do Westerns appeal to you? Westerns appeal to me. They do. I just... I don't want to read them. I read Appaloosa by Robert oh, yeah. E. Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first Western I read, and I really liked it. What I like is a Western vibe, but yeah. not so much Westerns by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you do a post-apocalyptic story with a Western vibe or a sci-fi story like Firefly with yeah. a Western vibe. I like that stuff. Yeah. But by itself, it, it's hard. I think yeah. part of it is just the, that era of technology. It's just so gross. It's true. You know, everybody's yeah. always, like, so filthy with maggots and <laughs> having to, like, I don't know, the outhouse life. Yeah. And it's just, it is, yeah, it's gross. hard to watch and look at. Yeah. Like, it's not a pretty time. <laughs> no, I'm sure it smelled awful. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean about the Western vibe. I'm sticking with Robert Parker for a minute. His Jesse Stone series, to me, has always felt like a modern day Western. Jesse's a, a police yeah, detective. Yeah, I see what you mean. And it just... His time in paradise. Yeah. 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 Like he's the marshal coming yeah. to town. He's right. going to put law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got corruption, you know. Yeah. His, his whole style. I mean, yeah. most of Jesse's dialogue you could just take out and put in a Western and it would fit right in. Yeah. Because he is that sort of, I guess the... He's kind of a romantic figure in that he's like, he's got his demons, but he's got this big moral code, yeah. and, you know. Um, so so we, I like that. I, the, the, you mentioned Appaloosa, and I think I actually saw the movie first with Bill yeah. Mortensen and Ed Harris. See, I like... I loved it. I'll watch a Western film, but I feel like some of the modern Westerns are really, really good. And we got this thing with, you know, like movie buffs and everything. It's like the classics are always classics, yeah. and they can't be proved upon. Then you watch the modern uh, 310 to Yuma, yeah. and it's great. And it's hard to be like, yeah, would I rather watch the original Shane yeah. or the new 310 to right. Yuma? So, <laughs> Who's, Is that Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the, now, you've only read Appaloosa in that series, is that right? That's right. I've read, I think, five of them. And they were a little... The first one was really good. 
uh, the third one I also really liked, which is called Brimstone. Uh, two, book two was Resolution, as I mentioned before. It kind of mm-hmm. it takes away from the ending of, of Appaloosa to have them like back together again on another mm-hmm. adventure. But you sort of get over that in book three. Book four I didn't like so much. And the series was taken over by Robert Knott and took a real nosedive. So I'm not a fan of those books. Okay. Um, I also, I mentioned earlier, J.A. Johnstone's The Loner. Really yep. enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, that's a long-running series. I've only read book one. But uh, I did like that quite right. a bit. Um, all right. I read The Road. Oh, yeah. By John... Well, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. I don't know why I was saying John. Cormac mm-hmm. McCarthy. That has a westerny vibe in it, kind of. It's post-apocalyptic. He's, yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's written westerns, so right. I'm sure it was probably informed by that. Uh, it's about a dad trying to get to the ocean with his son. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a travelogue, slice of life. I didn't like the book at all. Okay. But, you know, there's, I don't know, just that, like, lone man traveling always mm-hmm. has that westerny mm-hmm. feel about it. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I haven't read any YA western, but there's a series... Uh, called the um, Dustland series. The first book oh, is Blood Red Road yeah, by yeah, yeah. Maury Young. I know who you mean. Um, and you could kind of say it's Mad Maxi because it's post-apocalyptic and okay. uh, you know the world is kind of weird. But it's much more... Uh, Mad Max is an Australian film, so it doesn't really have like that Western vibe. The Blood Red Road in that series, very Western. And it's written kind of like uh, Cormac McCarthy because Cormac McCarthy doesn't use uh, quotation marks. Oh, okay. For when he does dialogue. Okay. He needed this book. And so you, your brain had to adjust, like, oh, now I'm reading dialogue, yeah. now I'm reading description. But the language, which was hard, was very, like, Old West language. Okay. A lot of G's being dropped and all that kind okay. of stuff. So I always hate when people write dialogue in, in like, a dialect, yeah. you know? Yeah, the, pro- the problem with that book was that it was requiring you to get used to two types of dialogue at the same time you had to get used to non-quotation dialogue and dialect dialogue for the whole so it was just i feel like it had too many entries to barrier yeah like pick one yeah yeah. so but yeah the dialogue was rough but it was still pretty good so i don't know how many other ya westerns out there doesn't no i don't like a big yeah i can't think so if you listeners podcasts if you've uh uh, read a YA Western. Let us know yeah, so we can way. check it out. Uh, let me go back to one of our Facebook uh, messages here because I, I liked this one. I thought it was interesting. Okay. Facebook user Debbie says, I remember reading The Virginian when I was young. I liked it but can't remember much about it. Seems like he kept saying, smile when you say that, but I could be mixing it up with something else. <laughs> so that triggered something for me because I, I've heard that expression before. I knew it was kind of a Western thing uh, and I was looking into it a little bit. Uh, she's she is right that that is from the Virginian. The quote's not quite right, but let me I'll get to that. Okay. The Virginian was written by Owen Wister in 1902, so that's interesting to me because 1902 is not that far off from yeah. like, the Western. Yeah. So it's like Owen Owen uh, Wister here is basically writing contemporary fiction. Yeah. That, you know we now you know term and consider a yeah. Western. Full title is The Virginian, A Horseman of the Plains. Huh. So it came out in 1902. The book is since spawned six movie versions. Wow. Six movie versions. Uh, one of the early ones was directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Huh. Uh, Gary Cooper. Are played... they all called The Virginian? Yeah. Wow. There's also a long-running series written about 12 years, 60s and 70s. Uh, the, one of the, probably the most famous version of the movie would be the uh, Gary Cooper version. There was also one recently with Bill Pullman. 
He's a local boy, so shout out to Bill Pullman. I guess I don't see Bill Pullman as a uh, I could see cowboy. It. I could see it. I wouldn't jump right there, but yeah. I could see it. Um, so the quote that, that Debbie's thinking of is, uh, it's, there's been different versions. The movies have used different ways, but it's always sort of there, and it's just become one of those things. Let me read you the actual excerpt. Okay. It was, now the Virginians turned to bet or leave the game, and he did not speak at once. Therefore, Trampus spoke. You, your bet, you son of a... The virgin's pistol came out, and his hand lay on the table, holding it unaimed. And with a voice as gentle as ever, the voice that sounded almost like a caress, but drawing a very little more than usual, so that there was almost a space between each word, he issued his orders to the man Trampus. When you call me that, smile. And he looked at Trampus across the table. Yes, the voice was gentle, but in my ears, it seemed as if somewhere the bell of death was ringing, and silence, like a stroke, fell on the large room. Dang. Right? I know. I, I read that and was like, well, geez, now I have to read that book. So Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion, Debbie. Great. <laughs> yeah. So that's The Virginian by yeah. uh, Owen Wister. Okay. In 1902. Hey, uh, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I realized I needed information. Okay. Go on with what I'm going to say. Uh, all right, you want to talk about Western films? Yes, I do. I do. Before we jump to that, I wanted to just okay. quickly go over... Uh, there's a, the, a magazine, American Cowboy, has a list of their, their top ten Western books. So this was originally on American, AmericanCowboy.com. And let me tell you what theirs are. So this is not a, a top ten. It's not in any particular order. But they say... Lonesome Dove by uh, Larry McMurtry. So this is one of the most iconic sagas about the Old West. Uh, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Follows the adventures of ex-rangers Gus and Cal as they go on one last cattle drive. So that's Lonesome, Lonesome okay. Dove. Yeah. This, uh, uh, this is the one I was thinking of. I couldn't get the name. But Cormac McCarthy wrote All the Pretty Horses. Oh. In 92. Wasn't that with Matt Damon? Did they turn that into think, a movie? Yeah, I think they did make a movie with... Uh, Wasn't it not good? I think that's Or the isn't it like street, one yeah. of his highly mocked films? Yeah. They say McCarthy's stark writing in this coming-of-age tale perfectly echoes the grim realities of life in the West. So, I don't know if it would be for you. Probably a lot of maggots. Yeah. Here we go. Zane Grey. <laughs> okay, so Zane Grey's come up a few times. The one that American Cowboy selected as the best was Riders of the Purple Sage. In this classic full of adventure and romance, famed gunman Lassiter struggles to extract rancher Jane Witherstein from a controlling religious group. One of the first novels of the Western genre, Writers of the Purple Sage popularized the conventions and archetypes of Western literature. Vivid landscape imagery, a lone gunman hero, and clear distinction between good and evil. Number four on their list, Elmer Kelton's The Time It Never Rained from 1973 says, Kelton paints so vivid a portrait that you can almost feel the sand in your eyes and the dust in your throat. Okay. Louis L'Amour's Hondo, coming in at number five. This is from 1985. Uh, it says, Hondo is the epitome of a cowboy, a tough, squinty-eyed loner with an underlying gentleness who comes upon a woman and her son living in hostile Indian territory. Complications arise with a host of bad guys, but the story has, has as much romance as it does bloody battles. So hmm. there's another... There's another approachable Louis L'Amour, a little romance here. John Wayne claimed that Hondo was the best Western novel he'd ever read. And if it's good enough for the Duke, I mean, it's probably good enough for you and me, yeah. you say. John yeah. Wayne says it's the yeah. best. Have you seen many John Wayne films? I have seen The Searchers. I, I have seen... seen really? Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Uh, his first one. Oh, I can't remember. 
Red River? Yeah, I've seen Red River. No, his first one where he's a uh, stagecoach. Stagecoach. Okay. I've seen Stagecoach, right. I've okay. seen Red River, and I've seen uh, The Searchers. I've seen, I love True Grit. I haven't seen True I, Grit. I, think the I saw the new one. Yeah. They're, they're pretty similar, but I think the original just nails it better. Oh. There's a sequel to that called Rooster Cogburn, which I have, Rooster Cogburn and the Lady, oh. I think maybe it's called. Haven't seen that. I like I really the, the new one. Yeah, I liked it, but I had, so. I'd seen the, I was pretty familiar with yeah. the original, so it was just yeah. sort of like, yeah. I mean, I, I just like the, uh, the performers. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Bridges was oh, good. Oh, yeah, it's good. Matt Damon it's was good. good. I was trying to think. I've seen Blue Steel. I've seen, um, oh, The Angel and the Bad Man. I think I saw the beginning of the angel and the bad man angel and the bad man's not great okay you know it was fun <laughs> uh okay number six on american cowboys list jack schaefer and shane there you go 1949 so this is saying no matter what your intentions are in the wild west sometimes violence is the only answer so that's the that's the call of shane here. okay oh so maybe the book is better than the movie glendon swartout the shooteth 1975. This is the winner of the Spur Award. Shootist explores the mindset of a terminally ill gunman navigating the vanishing frontier. In this gripping tale, John Bernard Books must face the most fearsome opponent of all, an opponent he cannot win against, death. In his final afternoon, Bernard commits one last courageous act to make something of his life and death. Interesting. Is that a movie? I feel like that's a movie. That What's the title funny. again? The Shootist. Yes. Number eight, Frank Doby's The Longhorns. Perhaps even more so than the cowboy, stagecoach, or outlaw, it was the Texas Longhorn that constituted the fabric of the American frontier. In this fascinating biographical sketch, Doby constructs the Old West through the history and legend of the Longhorn, the bedrock of America's cattle industry. Truly, the story of the Longhorn is inextricable from the history of the West. The, uh, the son that I was mentioning, Philip Meyer, that deals a lot with Longhorns okay. and the cattle industry and everything. Mm. Number nine, Will James, Smokey the Cow Horse. I don't know what a cow horse is. This came out in 1927. Oh, it's a children's book. Okay. This beloved children's book, though cherished by all ages, follows the story of Smokey, as he's called by Cowboy Clint, from his birth on the range to his... Clint McGavin? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, they better... Because Clint McGavin is ours. Yeah. He belongs to us. Copy that. Okay. Okay. It's not Clint McGavin. Okay. <laughs> we should have prepared a Clint McGavin radio play just for this. Just for the Western. Yeah, you. And well, me. it's not really a Western. No, because he's more. Well, it's like a Louis L'Amour thing, because it is a Western. But the law really plays a prominent role in the life yeah. of, of Clint McGavin. Yeah. So. Anyway, Clint, from his birth on the ranch to his reputation as a killer, to his ultimate salvation, James shows incredible insight to the lives of animals and Western characters, and the writing is charmingly colloquial. Um. Now all I can think about is the episode slash book where Clint McGavin has to go to New York City. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for a really big... Like, one of the trials, it just keeps getting bigger, and finally he has to go out to New York City. Rooster scrambled to get all his paperwork ready. He's going to go out there. Yeah. Somebody has to watch... uh... Oh man, I can't remember his dog's name. remember the dog's name? Listeners, what's the name of the dog? Let us know. We'll go back and find it. What? Clint McGavin? It was, uh... I don't remember. No, it was like... Ah... Oh, this is gonna. It's not uh, Bandit. No. Oh, this is gonna bother me. Bandit's a good one. We'll go back and listen. Uh, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Clint uh, McGavin lives on. Final on the list of American cowboy books: Dorothy Johnson's *The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance*. So that should Cooper? be Cooper. Popular name. No, not Cooper. No. Scout. Scout. Yeah. Scout. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, *Man Who Shot Liberty Balance*, 1949. It's a short story that touches on the often ignored. I don't know that word. Truth of the West's enduring mythology. It's the story of a young and naive greenhorn who achieves renown and respect on the back of a legend that is really a lie. 
In Johnson's West, legend supersedes reality, and heroes are often cowards in disguise. Huh. So thank you to American Cowboy for that list. Yeah. I haven't read any of those, but quite a few of them uh, are on my list. Lonesome right. Dove, definitely. All the pretty horses I want to read. So anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about Western film. Do you have right. a favorite? Uh, do I have a favorite? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Try. I mean, I think 310 to Yuma is one that is... Uh, the, the new. The, yeah, the new one. That one has uh, stuck with me for a while. Out of the old ones that I've seen, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I was Kid, just going to say, hands down for me, it's Butch Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, it starts really great. Like, all that stuff with him dealing with that mutiny yeah. in his uh, posse and everything, yeah. that's great. But then it just kind of like, for me, I just kind of lose interest. Well, see, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because it... it, it I don't know, plot sort of takes takes a, a little nap for a while. Yeah. And, and it just kind of lazes along, but I thought it really worked. Like, hmm. I, I like it for that reason. Okay. That it's that it's just sort of a slow meander. Right. And then, of course, I mean, it's a great climax. One of the greatest climaxes in hmm. a movie. Um, the Man With No Name films oh, sure. are probably, yeah. like, my favorites of yeah, the classic yeah, yeah. ones. Uh, I don't know which one. They're all really good. Probably, I mean, it's stupid to say, but The Good, Bad, and The Ugly probably my preferred one of mm -hmm. them and i mean they all have like amazing soundtracks yeah i mean i like a fistful of dollars yeah that one's good yeah the sequel's good too yeah the sequel has really good music uh-huh uh, the spaghetti westerns crack me up i like those yeah um seven samurai okay by akira kurosawa mm -hmm. is probably like more my favorite western <laughs> no i say that's funny i say that because seven samurai uh, Akira Kurosawa, he was very influenced in uh, by American Western films. Okay. John Ford was like his favorite director, okay. and like he talked to him, and he was like, he said one of the best moments of his life was meeting John Ford, mm -hmm. and John Ford was like, "Well, you sure like rain, don't you?" <laughs> Akira Kurosawa was like, "Oh, you really do like my films." Yeah. <laughs> um, so Akira Kurosawa loved westerns, so he made uh, Seven Samurai yeah. uh, about. Seven samurais who have to defend a villager, a village from bandits. He did this to make you know a samurai film in the style of an American western, and so then he made that in 1954, and then in 1960 they released The Magnificent Seven, which yeah. is a remake of Seven Samurai, and now they're remaking Seven Samurai, uh, Magnificent Seven. We're getting a new one this year, and oh, I'm wow. excited for this. So who's in it? It comes fun. out uh, September 23rd. Yeah, the cast is cool. Denzel Washington is in it. Oh, so that's gonna wow. be great. Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, hmm. uh, Lee Bang Hun. I can't say his name, but he's been in a bunch of uh, uh, stuff. So you've got this, and then some other names I don't recognize. Um, but it's cool. The director directed Training Day. Okay. Uh, so I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, he also did Olympus Has Fallen and The Equalizer, which I haven't. I've seen, seen a little bit of Fallen. Okay, did you not see The Equalizer? Because it's based on an old show. I don't think I have, no. Um, but that did big bucks. He also did the King Arthur movie, but we'll, we'll let it slide. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> the one with so, Knightley? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, yeah, I, like, I think I'm I in. like the cast. I'm in. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, does he have like a Western vibe for you? I could see it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a typical yeah. thing, but I could see where they yeah. would go with that. Um, Chris Pratt, he, I can kind of see him doing that that's hard for me to pick he, he's playing a gambler with the fondness for explosives okay All right. so yeah. 
Uh, I was gonna say there's a movie I from love, the that reminds me of, in in Lincoln. I love James Spader's character and Daniel Day Lewis. Lincoln. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah. Damn. Are you counting Lincoln as a western now? No, I'm not. Okay. But I mean, those characters were sort of uh, westerny. I was gonna say there's a western from the '90s called The Quick and the Dead. By it was directed by Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. You have um, Sharon Stone, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gene Hackman, uh, Russell Crowe, and uh, some other people. And it's not like not a lot of people like it, including Sam Raimi. <laughs> but I liked it. It's okay. kind. Of, it's quirky. It's not great. There's like a, a shootout tournament happening, and uh, Sharon Stone is coming to so she can challenge Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. who killed her family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's not a perfect film, but yeah. I, I liked it. It's a nice little, I mean, different than westerns. Yeah, you've seen Sam Raimi. I mean, Spider Man. He's yeah, got yeah. this weird, quirky sense of humor. Yeah, and, and sometimes well, now he I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, he has like a bullet cam for sometimes okay. where like the camera we see the bullet heading towards the. Oh the boy, I watched one. My wife and I watched one recently with uh, Ernest Borgnine and Sammy Davis Jr. And it was so good. I can't a remember Western? what it was called. Yeah. Huh. I can't remember what it was called, but I really liked that I'll one. look it up. Talk about another favorite Western. Okay. Um, well, I mean, Three Amigos is not counted as a Western, but they, they play on the whole Western theme quite a bit. Okay. Hilarious. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Chevy Chase. It's, kind of, it's almost a Western spoof. <laughs> the Trackers. Movie, so. I love that. The Trackers. TV yes, movie from 19, uh, 1971. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Okay. I really liked that. Um so where are we? Uh, so You're talking about the Three Amigos. I know your, your favorite western. No, no, it's not. I'm just saying it's a fun spoof yeah. for the western vibe. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, obviously, it's my yeah. favorite. I love Appaloosa. Um, I love the. I mean, you, you kind of said them all. The Clint Eastwoods, you know. I mean, they're yeah. it's great stuff. Back to the Future Three, obviously. Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> that one counts. That's a great one. That is great music yeah. right there. That is good yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, there's a there's a series on Hallmark called Good Night for Justice. Okay. It's a three. It's there's three movies so far, uh-huh. and it's about uh, a traveling like circuit court judge mm-hmm. who goes to the different. His name's yeah. Good Night, yeah. obviously. He goes to different towns and like sort of sets up shop. That's a fun series. Mm-hmm. I I'm not going to tell you that it stars Luke Perry because you'll make fun of me, but it does. It does start looking good. Okay. Let me tell you, The Guardian recently uh, put out a list, and by recently I mean November of 2013, uh, put out a list of their top ten westerns. This is Films? The Guardian. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you these, and you tell me what you think, because you've seen way more westerns than I have. Really? Yeah. That's not true. It is true. You've seen yeah. much more. Uh, you just said the other movies by right. John Wayne. We can fight it out later. Huh. Number ten, uh, Fritz Lang movie, Ranchos Notorious. No. You know, I haven't seen... There's still some classics I haven't seen. I haven't seen the... Uh, if you're inviting me to watch Western classics no, with you, I... No, what's the one with Humphrey Bogart? The Treasure of... Uh, Sierra Madre. I haven't seen that I one. I haven't seen it. I need to. Number nine, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. With Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. I still need to see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that got a lot of good stuff. Red River, which you've seen and I have not. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen does a song for the... Uh, Assassination of Jesse oh, okay. James. All right. Yeah, it's, I can see that. Yeah. Elvis had a western, Charo. It's like one of his only movies that he doesn't sing in. It's supposed to be like a serious western. I yeah. Uh, Love Me Tender is great. That's Bruce Springsteen uh-huh. has a song from, uh, oh, it's his, not Wrecking Ball, his uh, Working on a Dream album. You keep, I'm, it's, I can't remember the name of it. I don't either. It's, it's like a 13 minute song about this, uh, about this character. Hmm. Not the wrestler. Well, I'll continue. With Outlaw that. Pete. Outlaw Pete. That it's not a movie. It's eight minutes. It's not a movie, but 
I mean, it feels like one. All right. At La Peak. All right, so we got on the Guardians' top ten, Rancho Notorious, right. Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, right. Red, Red River. Yeah. Uh, number seven, High Noon. Yeah. I'm oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, that's uh, the, the guy we... Cooper. Jimmy, Gary Cooper. Yeah, Gary okay. Cooper. Uh, number six, Unforgiven. Clint yep. Eastwood. I've seen that one. That's dark. Is it? That is a dark film. Uh, Didn't have a great time. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. No. I, I haven't heard of that one. Who's the... Uh, there was that young actor. He was in Red River. Uh, he was like young and he died in a car crash. Montgomery... Montgomery Clift? Yes. He's in that one. Okay. So... Number four, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Gots to agree. <laughs> Number three, The Searchers, which yeah. you've seen that. I don't love the end. I think it's disingenuine. Hmm. Have you seen, seen it? it? No. Okay. Uh, number two, The Wild Bunch. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I keep meaning to. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> number one, Once Upon a Time in the West. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen Tombstone. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen Tombstone, Tombstone either, yeah. So. What about Young Guns? With like Emilio Estevez? No, I haven't <laughs> seen Young Guns. <laughs> we yeah. I need to watch Once Upon a Time in the West, Wild Bunch, and uh, the one I just said. Okay. Tombstone. All right. I'm surprised they didn't have Treasure of... No, no, it's not on here. Is that not counted as a Western? I don't know. I guess I, I, I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as a Western, but it hmm. makes sense. Like, okay. I say that. All right. Well, how, how do you feel about modern Westerns? Modern movie? Modern Western films, yeah. Uh, I've liked the ones I've seen. Okay. I, I guess I don't feel as if like they stopped making good westerns in 1965. Yeah. Like some people do. Yeah. But you know, I don't think westerns. I mean, even I think it's rare for a western to come out and get like like financially successful. Westerns. Yeah. No, I know. Like, I think the the genre is basically like it's dead enough that. When we say, hey, Magnificent Seven's coming out in September. It's yeah. the only Western film right. coming yeah. out. No, I'm so. always excited when I see that they're doing a new Western yeah. because I like to see it continue. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I consider myself a Western fan. But when, I, when we go through all the things that I haven't read yeah. or haven't seen, uh, yeah. you know, then maybe I'm not, yeah. as it turns out. Firefly is probably my favorite Western. Firefly? Yeah. yeah. Firefly's great. That if case. you haven't seen Firefly, uh, what's wrong with you? You're mm-hmm. like the only person on Earth. Who hasn't discovered Firefly? I've seen it. No, I'm talking the to world. our audience. Yeah. Okay. I got aggressive with them. Oh wow! Just now, sorry. Just now, let me add one more Facebook comment. Uh, Facebook user Catherine, just at this very moment, says, "I liked that the way the Zane Greys were different. Zane Grey. I know. We're from a different time and had different blind spots and biases from us. They had the strange combination of toughness and chivalry that you that you imagine about the old West, but the grit wasn't super sanitized either." Uh, she remembers Riders in the Purple Sage, but uh, right. as one that stands out, and that, that was on our list. So I guess that's the one. Zane yeah. Gray, people curious about Zane Gray? Yeah, Star- you might have to give him a, another look over. Riders in the Purple Sage seems to be the one. So thank you, Catherine. Thank you to all of our listeners who sent us things. Yeah. We always like to hear from you, so, yeah. so please send I tried me. to, uh, you probably haven't seen this, but I tried to watch Deadwood. I have seen the pilot of Deadwood. I watched the first four episodes, Yeah, and... I, I couldn't hear anything after it was over. My ears were bleeding Deadwood, from that language. I, I was like, and I, I was doing okay. Like this was me watching Rome on HBO. So Deadwood, so that's Ian McShane yeah. and uh, oh, the guy from Justified, Timothy Oliphant. Okay. In Deadwood, that was the HBO show, and they decided that um, they were going to use like modern day swear words instead of like the language of the time. But it's like, <sighs> whoo, a lot. It I heard lot. so many, yeah. 
It was rough. Yeah, I know. I so, couldn't. I couldn't do it. I thought reason. I was like, I'm going to keep getting through it, but like yeah. after four episodes, I was like I can't. I justified while we bring up justified. That was mm-hmm. what is that FX? Yeah, yes. justified. Mm-hmm. So that's based on uh, the Raylan Gibbons character from uh, oh, Elmore Leonard. Elmore Leonard, mm-hmm. who wrote like Get Shorty, okay, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, it's set modern, but it is mm-hmm. very Western. That yeah. Raylan Gibbons is a very, like, classic Western character. Yeah. I've read only one of the books that he's in, but he's not the star of the book. It's an interesting thing they did. They took kind of a supporting character, made this show, and the show fleshes him out. So okay. I love the show. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, and we should, I mean, you haven't seen either of them, but we should mention that last year had two very successful, uh, well, Hateful Eight didn't have that much success financially. Yeah, we did okay. Uh, we didn't mention the Revenant or Hateful Eight. As the being like, I guess, yeah, I guess the Revenant. Revenant made Buku bucks. Yeah, and Best Picture. We have the, Michael Punky. We have the book right here. We got the, the book. Library. We got the movie. Yeah. Uh, Hateful Eight. We got the movie, and you ordered the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack coming in. It's by uh, uh, oh man, why can't I? Just, I don't remember his name. Uh, Neo uh, Morricone. Okay. And I, I've just butchered that name. Oh, that's alright. But he's the guy who did the. Spaghetti Westerns, the uh, Man with No Name. Okay. Uh, he yeah, did that's soundtrack. This I is his first soundtrack in like 30 years. Wow. So Welcome back to the game. Um, for Hateful Eight. And that was a good one. That was very bloody, very crude. That's why I couldn't watch it. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. Uh, I did like it. It reminded me of The Thing in some ways. John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. So, and not just because they used uh, unused music from John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. So Crazy. Yeah. Well, anything else before we close the old saloon doors on our Western Spotlight? Why haven't the Muppets done a Western film? Wow, that is a great question. Right? We've got Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Christmas Carol. Why didn't they do um, Muppets Go West? Yeah. Or something. Yeah, the Olsen twins did How the West Was Fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's precedence right there. Yeah. I mean, okay. Who would be... The uh, the sheriff. Which Muppet would be the sheriff? Do you think I mean, Kermit? Sam, Sam Eagle. I you think Sam Eagle? Yeah, Kermit. I don't. I see Kermit. Sam Eagle as like a senator coming to town. I see. No, but I think he's the deputy, or no, he's the marshal who doesn't do much, and Kermit is the deputy who goes out there. Obviously, Miss Piggy works in the saloon. There's no question about that. <laughs> Fozzie's the barber. Okay. You know yeah. he is. I guess Ralph is the bartender? Yeah, sure. Or he's working the piano at the yeah. bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's playing the piano. Oh, I love a lot of tune piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and then you just gotta find Gonzo and Rizzo. Oh, Gonzo and Rizzo, they're just like, they're just out on the street corners. Okay. They're just yeah. like hanging around. Yeah. They're, they're men about town. So, would anybody yeah. play? They're, I mean, they're gold, they're gold miners, obviously. That's, that's great. There you go. Big, so. All right, who, is there any, like, big Muppet that we didn't cast? I think that's the good one. Yeah, I think we got it. The strong ones, yeah. yeah. So, I guess, I mean, Sweetums is probably part of the bandits. Probably. Who are yep. causing trouble yep. in the town. Swedish chef back there. <laughs> We're here. Yep, that's We're great. In the western. <laughs> Man, I want to see this movie. I know, I want to see it too. I don't, I don't know who's the human star. You know, I will mention that uh, I, I've read a book to my son many a times that I consider a western, and that's The Great Cookie Thief. So it's about Cookie Monster okay. rolling into western yeah. town. So there, there's, a, there's your Muppet western. Yeah. Oh boy, speaking of rolling into town, we got some sirens in the yeah. background. This is real, people. This is real life. Yeah. All right, so library news. I'll tell you what I've got coming up. We've got a, a concert uh, Peregrine Road. This is Rachel Bell, uh, Karen Axelrod. It's uh, accordion and piano. They do all sorts of genres, all sorts of styles. Very up tempo, like exciting stuff. So that's Thursday, the twenty first at seven o'clock down in the old auditorium. Sweet. We got a special Earth Day showing. You want to talk yeah, about that? Monkey Kingdom. Monkey Disney Kingdom. Nature's Monkey Kingdom. Narrated by so, Eric's crush, Tina Fey. Not my crush. It is your crush. It's not my crush. I don't She's have a crush on Tina Fey. You're in love with her. I that's am at, not. That's at three thirty. 
Join yeah. us for that. That's Friday, uh, Earth Day, which is the 22nd. As I mentioned, so. Book Club is meeting on the 20th at 3 o'clock to discuss there, Hard Country with Michael McGarity. Afterwards, s- we're doing The Imperfectionists. What's that? It's just the next book in the book club. Tom Rockman, I think, okay. about that. There are so many Disney nature movies that There's I didn't know about. I looked yeah. up, and I, I remember seeing bears, but I, they've just been putting I've them seen, out. I've seen Chimpanzee. Okay. In Monkey Kingdom, I've seen African cats. You've seen Monkey Kingdom? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it is good. Great. Yeah. Seen a fan in it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you got those book club. Yeah. What's your... You've got Hard Country and what else? Hard Country and then after that we're going to... So, we're talking about that on Wednesday. So, afterwards, we'll be doing The Imperfectionist. The other book clubs are reading wow. currently Alexander McCall Smith's number one latest right. detective agency. Why for Adult is reading Cinder by Marissa Meyer. Yeah. Um, and remember, that's adults yep. reading. Yes, adults reading young adult. YA books. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, what do we got going? We've got the Monkey Kingdom. We've got the Teen Photo Show will be that's displayed right. yeah. the 20th. This is exciting. I think this is the most photos that we've ever had. Yeah, we've got it's a good a, amount. It's a wide assortment from all sorts of schools in the area. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I've only seen like bits and pieces as they've come in, so I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing the whole show. Yeah, it's, uh, we're going to display them starting the 20th, and that goes until the 6th. Uh, the 3rd, which is a Tuesday, is going to be the reception uh, with the awards and everything, and there'll be okay. you know, food and what, what snacks, some cheese, yeah. meats. Yeah. Um, so like kind of a vegan's nightmare then. I guess so. So yeah. I guess we got to find... And some fruits. Yeah, fruits. Yeah. So... But it'll be cool, yeah. And so that will be up for about two and a half weeks. Okay. You can just come in any time during yeah, library hours and see what it is. Stop in, check uh, we'll have a ballot box for you to vote for your favorites if you come in. So if you want to, you know, get in on the voting process, yeah. Are, are you still? I mean, I know technically we're done, but I mean, if anybody's listening right now and thinks, "Oh my gosh, my teen has to get their picture in," if, if you can run it in, yeah. If that's you police. tailgating those ambulances <laughs> yeah. and uh, police cars, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll still take it, but okay. Uh, deadline was the 16th. Okay. Uh, but we got a lot. We got a big box of like 15 from one school. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's cool. So, I guess that's it. We got the zoo coming in like four Two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So a month. So, yeah. I don't know what else to say. All right. Well, last week was National Library Week. We did our drawing. So I want to say congratulations to our winners on the adult side, Chris Harriger and Anne Mary. Good job. Yeah. And yeah. we got a teen and the kids' baskets. I don't think the kids' baskets have been drawn yet. But anyway. Yeah. They so might they, have been drawn as we were recording. They might have. So, so. thank you all for participating yeah. in National Library Week. Yeah. Remember, you can find us at SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, share us with your friends. Rate us. Yeah. You can listen to us on the Angelica radio station. What sort of friend are you who doesn't share your favorite podcast? Yeah, seriously. With your, I, I constantly share podcasts. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. He's listening to Duck Blur. I did now. listen to an episode <laughs> of Duck Blur because of you. I'm also really enjoying the West Wing Weekly. So shout out That's to that. Yeah. I think he's a big fan episode. of uh, West Wing. Yeah, I am. Love it. Anyway, I don't get I, it. I think that's it, right? We You'll have to explain West Wing to me when we're finished recording. I certainly will. Okay. All right. That's Thanks it. for tuning in to Ooh, episode I almost said I love you to our listeners. Oh, I love like, them. You know, like when you get off a phone call, yeah. you're like, I love you. And then you're like, oh, wait, say that it. was my broker. Sure. I don't love my broker. Yeah. Well, I don't hate him. If you have subject- suggestions for upcoming spotlights, yeah. either genres or authors you'd like, let us know. I already know what we're talking about next week. Well, tell them. Oh, It'll really? be a surprise to me and to them. Uh, we're going to talk about to read piles. Two read piles. Basically good reads. You and okay. I, we're going to go through our two read piles. Oh, my and we're gosh. And we're going to help each other wow. through it. How, okay. how many books are in your to read pile on Goodreads? 
I hit I 200. Whole, I swore I would never hit 100. A whole wall in my house. I, I currently list 293. Okay. Two reads. I think we're going to. So, okay. I think we're gonna the best of our two reads. Right, that's exciting. <laughs> the best of our two reads. All right, folks. We'll see you next week.